Psalm fifty Psalm fifty two part one of Expositions on the Book of Psalms Volume two. This is a Librivox recording. All Librivox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit Librivox.org. Expositions on the Book of Psalms Volume two by Saint Augustine of Hippo. Psalm fifty two part one. one. The psalm of which we have undertaken to speak to your love is short, but hath a title somewhat operose. Patiently, therefore, bear with us until we unravel it, as best we may, as far as the Lord shall have aided us. For these titles must not in every case be omitted, since indeed it hath seemed good to the brethren that the words which we say should be taken down not only with ear and heart, but also with pen, so that we are obliged to consider not only hearer, but also reader occasion was given to this psalm by a certain action performed which we have also caused to be read to you from the book of kings for saul having been chosen king not to abide but after the people's hard and evil heart having been given for their reproof not for their profit according to that text of holy scripture which saith of god who maketh a hypocrite man to reign because of the perverseness of the people since therefore of such sort was saul he persecuted david in whom god was prefiguring the kingdom of eternal salvation and whom god had chosen to abide in his seed inasmuch as indeed our king king of ages with whom we are to reign for everlasting was to be the seed of that same david after the flesh though then david god had elected and pre-elected and predestined to the kingdom he would not have even david himself to hold the kingdom before that first he delivered him from them that persecuted him in order that even in this very thing he might figure us that is his body of whose body the head is christ for furthermore if himself our head without labour having been at first accomplished on the earth chose not in heaven to reign nor to raise up the body which from below he received saved by the way of tribulation why dare the members expect that they can be more fortunate than their head if the master of the family they have called beelzebub how much more his household expect we not therefore a more easy way wherein he hath gone before go we wherein he hath led follow we for if from his steps we have strayed we perish in this david then what was being prefigured ye see kingdom evil in saul kingdom good in david death in saul and life in david for us nothing doth persecute but death, over which at the last we shall triumph, saying, Where, O death, is thy contention? Where, O death, is thy sting? What is it that I say? Doth nothing persecute but death? Because, unless we are subject to death, there would be nothing which the enemy could do to us. For doth he to angels do anything? Therefore even death itself, from which most of all we have persecution, whose contention is ended at the end, when we shall have risen again from the dead, as it was ended in our head so will be ended in us likewise if we shall have been found just for he having died hath been the slayer of death and more in him death hath died than himself in death two secondly even the name itself if we heed is not without mystery for saul is interpreted seeking that is earnest seeking for how ought we to doubt that we to ourselves have made this death for by man's sin death hath been born for reason then hath man himself for himself earnestly sought death and thus seeking is a name of death for as it is written god made not death 
neither is glad at the perdition of the living for god hath created all things that they might be and healthful hath made the nations of the whole world but as if thou wast inquiring whence death but ungodly men with hands he saith and with words have called it to them and counting it a friend have melted away therefore by seeking it earnestly they have melted away and into death have fallen counting it to be their friend just as the people counted as a friend and sought a king that was an enemy for the people wrung from the lord to have a king and there was given them saul as if they had been given up into their own hands that with hands and words called to them death and there was figured in saul himself death itself therefore that seventeenth psalm thus hath the title in the day wherein the lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of saul he said first all his enemies and afterwards from the hand of saul because the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death what is and from the hand of saul forasmuch as he hath taken us forth from hell and from the hand of death hath freed us three when therefore saul was persecuting the holy man david david took refuge where he thought it to be safe passing over by a certain priest archimelech he received of him loaves wherein he figured also the character not only of a king but also of a priest because he ate the loaves of showing which as saith the lord in the gospel it was not lawful to eat but for the priests alone after this saul began to seek him and was angry with his men because no one would betray him to him in this sort it is read in the book of kings but there was there a certain doeg when he had come to achimelech the priest chief of the shepherds of saul an edomite who when he was present while saul was angry with his men because no one there would betray david betrayed where he had seen him saul forthwith sent brought forth the priest and all that were of him and commanded them to be slain no one of the men of king saul not even at the king's command dared to lay hand upon the priests of the lord but he that had betrayed like judas who retreated not from his purpose and unto the end continued of that root to bring forth fruits of what kind but of such kind as an evil tree bringeth forth that doeg slew with his own hand at the king's commanding the priest and all that were of him secondly even the city of the priests was taken by storm we have found then this doeg and enemy to king david and the priest achimelech one man is doeg but a class of men is doeg just as david is both the very body and king and priest as it were one man and two characters but yet one class of men further in this time and in this age let us see these two classes in order that either what we sing or what we hear to be sung may pertain to our prophet on one side let us see doeg on another the body of king and priest on another let us see the body of men against king and priest four in the first place to the names themselves give heed how mystical they be doeg is interpreted motion edomite is interpreted earthly now see what class of men signifieth that doeg motion it is not i say one persevering for everlasting but one to be made to change place earthly why do ye look for any fruits from an earthly man a heavenly man shall be for everlasting 
there is then a kingdom earthly as i will briefly say and quickly will unfold to-day in this age where also the kingdom of heaven is sojourning its citizens hath each kingdom kingdom earthly and kingdom heavenly kingdom to be rooted up and kingdom for everlasting to be planted only in this world the citizens of each kingdom are mingled the body of kingdom earthly and the body of kingdom heavenly are commingled kingdom heavenly groaneth amid the citizens of kingdom earthly and sometimes for even this must not be hushed in a manner kingdom earthly doth exact service from citizens of the kingdom of heaven and kingdom heavenly doth exact service from citizens of kingdom earthly both things to you from the scripture of god we will prove daniel and the three children at babylon were set over the king's affairs joseph in egypt next after the king was set to govern the state from which state the people of god was to be delivered in that very republic joseph in a manner was doing service as were those three children as was daniel it is evident then that kingdom earthly has made use to itself of citizens of kingdom heavenly for its purposes that is for the purposes of its kingdom not for its evil deeds what of the kingdom of heaven also how doth it make use of citizens of kingdom earthly in this world for a time doth not the apostle say of these men that not chastely they were proclaiming the gospel but desiring earthly things they were preaching the kingdom of heaven their own things they were seeking and christ they were proclaiming and that ye may know that even these men were taken for the work of the kingdom of heaven like mercenary soldiers the apostle rejoicing of them saith there are that through envy and strife preach christ not chastely thinking themselves to stir up tribulation to my bonds but why forasmuch as every way whether by occasion or whether in truth christ is preached and in this i rejoice but also i will rejoice of such men also christ preacheth saying the pharisees and scribes in the seat of moses have sat what things they say do ye but what things they do do ye not for they say and do not what things they say belong to david but what things they do belong to doeg through them hear me them imitate not these two races of men are to-day on the earth of these two races singeth this psalm five but the title of the psalm hath at the end understanding of david when there came doeg the edomite and told saul david hath come into the house of abimelech whereas we read that he had come into the house of achimelech and it may chance that we do not unreasonably suppose that because of the similarity of a name and the difference of one syllable or rather of one letter the titles have been varied in the manuscripts however of the psalms when we looked into them rather abimelech we have found than achimelech and since in another place thou hast a most evident psalm intimating not a dissimilarity of name but an utterly different name when for instance david changed his face before king achish not before king abimelech and he sent him away and he departed and yet the title of the psalm is thus written when he changed his countenance in the presence of abimelech the very change of name maketh us the rather intent upon a mystery lest thou shouldst pursue the quasi facts of history and despise the sacred veilings when examined the name in that psalm which is abimelech is found to be interpreted my father's kingdom but in what manner did david send away his father's kingdom and then depart except in the same manner as christ sent away the jews kingdom and to the gentiles passed over hence perchance also the prophetic spirit writing the title to this psalm 
willed not to say Achimelech, but Abimelech, because when David came to his father's kingdom, then he was betrayed, that is, when our Lord Jesus Christ came to the Jews' kingdom established by his father, whereof he saith, The kingdom of God shall be taken from you, and shall be given to a nation bringing forth the fruits thereof and righteousness. Then he was betrayed to death, which the word Saul doth signify him. But he was not slain, as neither Isaac, though he also was figuring our Lord's passion, nor yet was the figure maintained without blood, either in the former case of the ram, or in the latter of Achimelech the priest. For it behoved not them to be slain, whom then to rise it did not behove, but their life from danger of death, though with shedding of blood Jesus in delivering was the rather intimating the resurrection, which in this manner was being figured in them, because it was reserved for the true Lord." More on this point might be said, if in this sermon we had undertaken to treat of the mysteries of those things that were performed. 6. Now, however, let us hear of those two kinds of men, since, indeed, from that title we have digressed. It may be somewhat tediously and perchance in too many words, but yet as the Lord hath permitted. Observe ye two kinds of men, the one of men labouring, the other of those among whom they labour, the one of men thinking of earth, the other of heaven, the one of men weighing down their heart unto the deep, the other of men with angels their heart conjoining, the one trusting in earthly things wherein this world aboundeth, the other confiding in heavenly things which God, who lieth not, hath promised. But mingled are these kinds of men. We see now the citizen of Jerusalem, citizen of the kingdom of heaven, have some office upon earth, to wit, one weareth purple, is a magistrate, is edel, is proconsul, is emperor, doth direct the earthly republic. But he hath his heart above, if he is a Christian, if he is a believer, if he is godly, if he is despising those things wherein he is, and trusteth in that wherein he is not yet of which kind was the holy woman Esther, who, though she was wife of a king, incurred the danger of interceding for her countrymen, and when she was praying before God, where she could not lie, in her prayer said that her royal ornaments were to her but as the cloth of a menstruous woman. Despair we not, then, of the citizens of the kingdom of heaven, when we see them engaged in any of Babylon's matters, doing something earthly in republic earthly, nor, again, let us forthwith congratulate all men that we see doing matters heavenly, because even the sons of pestilence sit sometimes in the seat of Moses, of whom it is said, What things they say, do ye, but what things they do, do not, for they say and do not. Those amid earthly things lift up heart unto heaven, these amid heavenly words trail heart upon earth. But there will come a time of winnowing, when both are to be severed with greatest diligence, in order that no grain may pass over unto the heap of chaff that is to be burned, that not one single straw may pass over to the mass that is to be stored in the barn. So long as then, now it is mingled, hear we thence our voice, that is, voice of the citizens of the kingdom of heaven, for to this we ought to aspire, to bear with evil men here, rather than be born with by good men. And let us conjoin ourselves to this voice, both with ear and with tongue, and with heart and work, which, if we shall have done, we are here speaking in those things which we hear. Let us therefore speak first of the evil body of the kingdom earthly. 7. Verse 1. Why doth he glory in malice that is mighty? 
Observe, my brethren, the glorying of malignity, the glorying of evil men. Where is glorying? Why doth he glory in malice that is mighty? That is, he that in malice is mighty, why doth he glory? There is need that a man be mighty, but in goodness, not in malice. Is it any great thing to glory in malice? To build a house doth belong to few men. Any ignorant man you please can pull down. To sow wheat, to dress the crop, to wait until it ripen. And in that fruit on which one has laboured to rejoice doth belong to few men. With one spark any man you please can burn all the crop. To breed an infant when born to feed him, to educate, to bring him on to youth's estate is a great task. To kill him in one moment of time, any one you please is able. Therefore those things which are done for destruction are most easily done. He that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. He that glorieth, let him glory in goodness. Thou gloriest, because thou art mighty in evil. What art thou about to do, O mighty man? What art thou about to do, boasting thyself much? Thou art about to kill a man, this thing also a scorpion, this also one fever, this also a poisonous fungus can do. To this is thy mightiness reduced, that it be made equal to a poisonous fungus. This, therefore, do the good citizens of Jerusalem, who not in malice but in goodness glory. Firstly, that not in themselves but in the Lord they glory. Secondly, that those things which make for edification they earnestly do, and do such as are strong to abide. But things which make for destruction they may do for the discipline of men advancing, not for the oppression of the innocent. To this mightiness, then, that earthly body being compared, why may it not hear out of these words, Why doth he glory in malice that is mighty? 8. Verse 2. In iniquity the whole day upon injustice hath thy tongue thought. In iniquity the whole day, that is, in the whole of time, without weariness, without intermission, without cessation. And when thou doest not, thou thinkest, so that when anything of evil is away from thy hands, from thy heart it is not away. Either thou doest an evil thing, or, while thou canst not do, thou sayest an evil thing, that is, thou evil speakest. Or when not even this thou canst do, thou willest and thinkest an evil thing. The whole day, then, that is without intermission, we expect punishment to this man. Is he to himself a small punishment? Thou threatenest him. Thou, when thou threatenest him, wilt send him whither? Unto evil? Send him away unto himself, in order that thou mayest vent much rage. Thou art going to give him into the power of beasts. Unto himself he is worse than beasts. For a beast can mangle his body, of himself he cannot leave his heart whole. Within, against himself, he doth rage of himself. And dost thou from within seek for stripes? Nay, pray God for him, that he may be set free from himself. Nevertheless, in this psalm, my brethren, there is not a prayer for evil men, or against evil men, but a prophecy of what is to result to evil men. Think not, therefore, that the psalm of ill will saith anything, for it is said in the spirit of prophecy. 9. There followeth then what? All thy might and all thy thought of iniquity all the day, and meditation of malignity in thy tongue without intermission, hath performed what? Done what? Verse 3. As with a sharp razor thou hast done deceit. 
see what do evil men to saints they scrape their hair what is it that i have said if there be such citizens of jerusalem that hear the voice of their lord of their king saying fear not them which kill the body but are not able to kill the soul that hear the voice which but now from the gospel hath been read what doth it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and of himself make wreck they despise all present good things and above all life itself and what is doeg's razor to do to a man on this earth meditating on the kingdom of heaven and about to be in the kingdom of heaven having with him god and about to abide with god what is that razor to do hair it is to scrape it is to make a man bold and this belongeth to christ who in the place of a skull was crucified it maketh also the son of kor which is interpreted baldness for this hair signifieth a superfluity of things temporal which hairs indeed are not made by god superfluously on the body of men but for a sort of ornament yet because without feeling they are cut off they that cleave to the lord with their heart so have these earthly things as they have hair but sometimes even something of good with hair is wrought when thou breakest bread to the hungry the poor without roof thou bringest into thy house if thou shalt have seen one naked thou coverest him lastly the martyrs themselves also imitating the lord blood for the church shedding hearing that voice as christ laid down his life for us so also ought we also to lay down for the brethren in a certain way with their hair did good to us that is with those things which that razor can lop off or scrape but that therefore even with the very hair some good can be done even that woman a sinner intimated who when she had wept over the feet of the lord with her hair wiped what with tears she wetted signifying what that when thou shalt have pitied any one thou oughtest to relieve him also if thou canst for when thou hast pity thou sheddest as it were tears when thou relievest thou wipest with hair and if this to any one how much more to the feet of the lord the feet of the lord are what the holy evangelists whereof is said how beautiful are the feet of them that tell of peace that tell of good things therefore like a razor let doeg wet his tongue let him wet deceit as much as he may he will take away superfluous temporal things will he necessary things everlasting ten verse four thou hast loved malice above benignity before thee was benignity herself thou shouldst have loved for thou wast not going to expend anything nor wast thou going to fetch something to love by a distant voyage benignity is before thee iniquity before thee compare and choose but perchance thou hast an eye wherewith thou seest malignity and hast no eye wherewith thou seest benignity woe to the iniquitous heart what is worse it doth turn away itself that it may not see what it is able to see for what of such hath been said in another place he would not understand that he might do good for it is not said he could not but he would not he saith understand that he might do good he closed his eyes from present light and what followeth of iniquity he hath meditated in his bed that is in the inner secrecy of his heart some reproach of this kind is heaped upon this doeg the edomite a malignant body a motion of earth not abiding not heavenly thou hast loved malignity above benignity for wilt thou know how an evil man doth see both and the former he doth rather choose from the other doth turn himself away 
wherefore doth he cry out when he suffereth anything unjustly wherefore doth he then exaggerate as much as he can the iniquity and praise benignity censuring him that hath wrought in him malignity above benignity be he then a rule to himself for seeing out of himself he shall be judged moreover if he do what is written thou shalt love thy neighbour as thyself and whatsoever good things ye will that men should do unto you these also do ye do unto them at home he hath means of knowing because what on himself he will not have to be done he ought not to do to another thou hast loved malice above benignity iniquitously inordinately perversely thou wouldst raise water above oil the water will be sunk the oil will remain above thou wouldst under darkness place a light the darkness will be put to flight the light will remain above heaven thou wouldst place earth by its weight the earth will fall into its place thou therefore wilt be sunk by loving malice above benignity for never will malice overcome benignity thou hast loved malice above benignity iniquity more than to speak of equity before thee is equity before thee is iniquity one tongue thou hast whither thou wilt thou turnest it wherefore then rather to iniquity and not to equity food of bitterness dost thou not give to thy belly and food of iniquity dost thou give to thy malignant tongue as thou choosest whereon to live so choose what thou mayest speak thou preferest iniquity to equity and preferest malice to benignity thou indeed preferest but above what can ever be but benignity and equity but thou by placing thyself in a manner upon those things which it is necessary should go beneath wilt not make them to be above good things but thou with them wilt be sunk unto evil things end of psalm 52 part 1